0: So start saving with knowing where to look. Visit HealthLock.com today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com.
1: You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count for your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global.
4: Ford, the automaker, considered building self-driving cars that can repossess themselves. About two years ago, they filed a patent that laid out a design for vehicles that could drive themselves back to the dealership if the customer doesn't pay his bill. Can you imagine, like, getting evicted from your condo? You go outside and you see your F-150 is leaving
3: you, too. The court also proposed a variety of punishments for car owners who are late on their payments, including a vehicle that could disable its own air conditioning and take full control of the car. Basically, every time you drive, it would be like being in a Saw movie.
4: You want to use the brakes? Venmo, 50 bucks, or you're going down a hill.
3: (laughs) That's pretty good. That is interesting, though, isn't it? Wow, you missed three payments. It's going to self-drive itself right back to the dealer.
4: That is something. And yeah. that, that other stuff I have done just as jokes uh, somebody driving my car and I turn the heat way up <laughs> from home. Oh, like Because you can do that remotely? Yeah, I can That's do so home. weird. Somebody's in my car a long way away and I can
3: turn the heat up or change the music or whatever. <laughs> I can't tell you the number of times we set off on a family vacation in the family truckster minivan and I'd say. Well, I'm going to turn down the A.C. a little bit. And Judy's like, I'm already chilly, but just a little. Maybe I'll turn it down on my side, and I just keep turning it down turning it down. Finally, I realized, because she mostly drove that car, the seat heater's on high, right, and it's baking me right. as I try desperately to cool off. Yeah. But, but, yeah, doing that from uh, remotely as a prank is hilarious. <laughs> I would do that so much. I knew a female
4: who once said, I love seat heaters, but I don't want to get a yeast infection. What? Apparently, there was a rumor for a while that's not true that seat heaters can give women yeast infections. <laughs> oh, it kept people from it. It's not true, so enjoy your heated seats if Absolutely. you have them.
3: Absolutely, let it warm your little tuckus right up on those chilly days. Why not? My
4: enjoy. my kids are so soft. My uh my my main vehicle I drive my F two fifty does not is very basic and does not have heated seats or weather or anything like that and my kids just complain oh we're in a car without heated seats that's two generations from my dad who grew up without plumbing or electricity to his grandkids who can't stand to get in a car without heated seats it's
3: amazing well and it's not like your dad was in fort lauderdale either he was in what western iowa, kansas yeah. iowa well yeah. oh, that's right iowa yeah yeah wow in two generations anyway wow that is that that bears thinking about it really does well, and it describes, you know, maybe kind of extremes, but the, uh, the American people in general. Yes,
4: yes. So another two generations from now, kids will be floating in room temperature goo, right. constantly entertained without needing yes. a job. they a chip is... in their brain. Exactly.
3: Yeah. Very soft, those young kids <laughs> in, their, in their goo. <laughs> One more kid-related note, then I want to move on to something political. I swear I will not go off on a screed. Jack, if I do, feel free to. Have Michael, play the buzzer or whatever you like to tell me to shut up or whatever. I'll state this briefly. Governor Tate Reeves, uh, re, hmm? take two. Governor Tate Reeves of Mississippi today signed. This is actually yesterday. House Bill eleven twenty five, the Regulate Experimental Adolescent Procedures Act, which bans gender reassignment procedures for Mississippians under the age of eighteen. His statement in signing the bill was, and I quote: "At the end of the day, there are two positions here." One tells children that they're beautiful the way they are, that they can find happiness in their own bodies. The other tells them they should take drugs and cut themselves up with expensive surgeries in order to find freedom from depression. I know which side I'm on. No child in Mississippi will have these drugs or surgeries pushed upon them
4: interesting so the CPAC conventions going on this weekend that's where the conservatives get to get and talk get together and talk all the time and mm-hmm. several of your prominent presidential candidates are speaking there and Ron DeSantis just spoke there I
3: no, think. I'd understood he he is not going
4: not going to gonna speak there well speak. I don't know the, this, uh, this quote. Or, no, se- I can't remember because it was confusing who was doing what. Well, these quotes I'm seeing from him are coming out of there, so I don't know if he okay. sent a statement there. Or I don't know how it, it unpla- unfolded. It's just happened in the last half hour. I'll look into it. Yeah, it but anyway, I may
3: be jumbled in my head who's shown up to what.
4: Ron DeSantis making the statement that too many conservatives are uh, just keeping their mouths shut and sitting on the sidelines on a lot of this woke stuff and need to be willing to uh, speak up. Course, yeah. you know, that which I would agree with, plus he's also, you know, helps his brand, which is a guy who does speak up. His brand is a guy who speaks up.
3: I think he's sincere, though. Yeah, oh, yeah, stuff. no doubt, no doubt. Uh, so yeah, yeah, um, Dar, it was funny, I was about to bring the CPAC thing up, but I have one statement to make. This is not a screen, it's merely a statement about um, uh, uh Governor Reeves' statement, and that is I appreciate him. Um, In the very name of the bill, reminding us that all of these procedures, all of these surgeries, all of these drugs are experimental. There is no solid data on their success rates, the side effects, the dangers, the rest of it. This is all highly experimental, and it's being done on children.
4: I was listening to NPR, and they presented this same story in exactly the reverse way. And how awful it was that these kids, these trans kids, will not be able to get the gender affirming access. It was some euphemism, uh, yeah. gender affirming access that they need uh, in in a you know in a backwards maga state.
3: Yeah, I think I read that this was the seventh or eighth state to pass such a law. So, well done, Mississippi. So uh, I was going to bring up the fact that there are dueling conservative confabs going on uh, this weekend or in the next few days. Um, You've got your CPAC, which is seemingly declining in importance and influence and attendance, according to what I read. I don't know that for sure. Uh, But then you've got the Club for Growth, which is more traditional Republican, not Trumpy that's holding a big annual retreat for donors at the Breakers Hotel in Palm Beach, Florida, which is right down the road from Mar-a-Lago, interestingly enough. That's running from yesterday through Saturday. It's a who's who of 100 big-time conservative donors. Uh, They mentioned that uh, the uh, Club for Growth has invited Ron DeSantis, who plans to attend and skip CPAC, this says, although his spokeswoman declined to confirm all of his upcoming events. He may have changed his mind. I don't know. Um, Nikki Haley, I know, is going to speak at the CPAC thing, as is. uh I get to say this because he said it. The guy with the funny name, Ramaswamy. Um, but the Club for Growth invited practically everybody but Trump to speak to them. So interesting.
4: Yeah, it is interesting.
3: Now, I wanted to get to this email, which I found to be uh, quite uh, brilliant, as uh, Kevin from Placerville, California, often is. Dear Big Freedom and uh, Old Simple Jack, you asked how Ron DeSantis or any other Republican challenger, for that matter, will be able to attack Trump and still won the nomination. Here's how. Competence and effectiveness. Then he has a link to a video from a recent DeSantis interview, um, which was very sharp, as always. And, you know, I should have grabbed the audio. Well, Well, maybe we'll do that for Monday, but... Uh, Some of the quotes from the last four years, I did not have a single leak in my administration. He said this, you could have the best vision in the world. If you don't have people that will carry that out and implement it, then it's not going to amount to much. And when I would announce our next step, people could take it to the bank that it would be executed quickly and the results would follow. And he says, paints a contrast, doesn't it? Kevin does. I believe DeSantis will persuade Trump voters, not that he's a younger, new generation of Trump, but that he will be a much more effective and competent version of Trump. He won't argue directly against any of Trump's policies. He'll only argue that try as Trump might. He simply wasn't effective enough during his four years in office to justify reelection compared to the track record of proficient execution that DeSantis has shown in Florida. Um, and he gives some examples. I think the hardcore Trump fans will say he would have been effective if not for the, the liberal media and the rhinos. I happen to think it's a lot more than that. Um, but going along with the email, here's some examples. COVID. DeSantis could say something like, Trump promoted Fauci to his task force, then stood by fecklessly as Fauci recommended closing down your businesses and keeping your kids out of school. In Florida, we rejected Fauciism and kept Florida free. I represent science. Uh, then he, uh, he hits uh, the border similarly and wokeness. The federal government is rotten to the core with DEI, the woke agenda, and the Trump administration couldn't lift a finger to stop it. Florida is the state where woke goes to die. We've banned DEI in higher ed, and as president, I'll ban it across the entire federal government.
4: The question, Today, I think, and I don't have the answer to it, is how much of the decision of who you choose is policy-related, and how much of it is personality-related. I don't know the answer to that.
3: I think for hardcore Trump supporters, it's a lot of personality. It's a lot of personal loyalty. Right.
4: So if you get the policies and you like the personality, um, another guy saying, I like the policies, too, with a different personality. I don't know. I don't know how this turns out.
3: Yeah, you know... I'm not here to campaign against Trump or anything. The one thing I'll bet DeSantis or somebody else might say is, look, one of Trump's main arguments for why you ought to vote for him is that he's great at picking people. He surrounds himself with the best people and the smartest people, and they kick ass. Well, everybody he hired for, like, sec def. National Security Advisor, all of them, he ended up saying they're awful, they're a fraud, they're a jerk, they're a bad general, they're a liar, they're a cheater. So judging by his record, he's terrible at hiring people. Now, you might blame those people if you're so hardcore about Trump, you can't really be honest with yourself, in my opinion, about his performance. I think he's awful at choosing cabinet members.
4: Well, it's a, That's my opinion. In terms of getting elected president, it's about the general election. Are you electable? nationally. Trump got the second most votes anybody's ever gotten in a presidential race in the history of the country. Mm-hmm. Just not quite as many as Joe Biden. And uh how many of the, what how many of those people that 78 million or whatever it is who voted for Trump will vote for him again? Turn out and vote for him again. I don't know the answer to that either. In the primaries or no, in the no, general? No, in the general. Because that that I th- I think he should pick nominee based on whether or not you think they can win the general election
3: i know what the democrats think and this is not to suggest they're right hell i come on the radio every day and tell y'all the democrats are wrong about everything um so uh, you know take this with a grain of salt but the democratic party practically to a person believes the best thing that could possibly happen to them is trump as the republican nominee even though it lat- says something
4: even though the latest polls show him beating biden
3: yeah i don't think they believe it but, again, they could be wrong. I don't we know. got such a long way to go.
4: Yes, we do. Um, will the enthusiasm be the same? Will it be another 80 plus 160 million votes like the last time around
3: if it was the same two candidates? Or Will it be even more? I, I have no idea. Or will everybody be so discouraged and horrified by that they stay home? <laughs> that would be me.
4: 18,000 people turn out and make the decision for us. Um, I don't have any idea. Maybe you have an idea. we got plenty of things to talk about. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC.
0: Armstrong and Getty.
1: at Edu,
2: The Armstrong and Getty Show.
4: So if you don't know that Murdoch guy got convicted of murdering his wife and kid, two life sentences, we'll talk more about that at the bottom of play some clips if you haven't heard of them because the sentencing went down this morning but um, and that's coming up next segment but we did get this text uh, uh, it's pronounced Murdoch not Murdoch and uh, I understand where you come from on that because I was pronouncing it Murdoch because at least one legal show I was watching when I first started following this a week ago was pronouncing it Murdoch but the one place I noticed they pronounce it Murdoch is in the courtroom (laughs) With with all the people there looking at the guy who calls himself Murdoch. So it's just it's weird to me that there are outlets still going with Murdoch, and then they'll play a clip where the lawyer will refer to their client, Mr. Murdoch. So what's
3: going on there exactly? Well, what's going on is there are multiple ways to pronounce that old Scottish last name in this family, which is a huge family in South Carolina, says Murdoch. Well, I get that. And people... Who are used to seeing it as Murdaw or hearing it as Murdaw. Just, I think it's an illustration of something you've brought to our attention. That is, the first thing you learn about something stick has a prominence in your head that can't be gotten rid of. Yeah. Some really interesting experiments in that. Oh, uh, yeah. Psychological experiments. The researchers will tell you, all right, it's uh, Murdaw. And uh, then they'll come back and say, you know what? We made a mistake. It's pronounced Murdoch, but you will cling to Murdoch because that was the first thing you heard. Yeah. So I I just think it's that phenomenon. Interesting.
4: Yeah. Okay. But anyway.
3: I I think it's also worth pointing out. There's been another uh, Murdoch in the news, uh, Rupert Murdoch, who owns all of the Fox uh, family of companies. Uh, They, at some point, changed the spelling to better reflect the pronunciation. To uh, OCK at the end. Uh, the other
4: guy, whether you call him Murdoch or Murdoch, is a convicted murderer. And uh, that's that. He will spend the rest of his life in prison. More on that coming up in a little bit. This list comes out on a regular basis. Deadliest jobs in America. Um, A lot of them agricultural in the top ten. And I would say the closest I've come to being killed or killing anybody else has been agricultural stuff tractors things like that really easy to make a tiny mistake i almost killed one of my kids with my tractor I, every once oh. in a while every once in a while or if it, at least badly badly injured them every once in a while that pops into my head made a mistake holy crap it was just luck that it didn't happen
3: Oof. yeah i've got my uh, incident of that sort too i'll be interested to see if that profession pops up
4: Anyway, uh, top 10 deadliest jobs. Farm equipment. It's haberdasher.
3: I almost choked myself to death with a necktie once. I just cinched it up too tight. I passed out. It was terrible.
4: Blocking a a fedora. You nearly (laughs) were killed. Uh, Number 10, farm equipment mechanics. Number 9, underground mining machine operators. Oh, geez. Oh, boy. (laughs) 8, heavy tractor trailer truck drivers. Yep. Number 7, agricultural equipment operators. That's What I've done and uh, done around other people that is dangerous. Number six, first-line supervisors of farming, fishing, and forestry workers. Number five, Hmm. roofers. Guy I was talking to a while back owns a roofing company that we were endorsing, and and he was talking to me about how dangerous that job is. He said, people don't realize you fall. everybody falls off the roof, and it's whether you break your leg, break your arm, or die, or break your back. But, I mean, everybody falls off. It's just part of the deal.
3: Wow. Yeah. No. No, I'll go through dumpsters. I will root through dumpsters and eat garbage before I do that job.
4: Number five deadliest job is roofers. Then logging workers at number four. Number three, fr- farm and ranch animal workers, including
3: aquaculture. Hmm. Wow, you like work at a trout farm? Fall in, I guess. I think logging workers was mine. I, I once uh, cut down a tree that I was 100% certain was going to fall in that direction. It fell in that direction. Well, it tried to fall in that direction. Well, you until the m- entire neighborhood came out and grabbed a rope.
4: You might have been doing number one, but we'll get there in a second. Oh, uh, number okay. two, commercial pilots is the number two deadliest job. Yeah, it's the minor airline. It's the small planes. A buddy of mine who's a pilot said, minor planes, small planes crash all the time. Number one, tree trimmers and pruners. That's what you were doing. Oh, there it is. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Dangerous, most dangerous thing. And just keep that in mind if you're ever doing this stuff as an amateur, how dangerous it is. The tree was leaning that way.
3: All the branches were on that side. How could it possibly fall toward the house? It can't. Wow. He said. Uh, if you miss an hour, get the
0: podcast.
2: Armstrong and Getty.
1: at Global.edu.
2: The Armstrong and Getty Show. The state versus Richard Alexander Murdoch, defendant, indictment for murder, guilty, Verdict. The state versus Richard Alexander Murdoch, defendant. Indictment for possession of a weapon during the commission of a violent crime. Verdict. Guilty.
4: So he murdered his wife and son, according to the jury. Took him a total of three hours to come back with a verdict. And I don't know what they're doing for that whole three hours. Maybe enjoying free sandwiches or something.
3: Well, if anybody had to go to the bathroom and then they had lunch, that would account for a significant chunk of the three hours. Now, you can deliberate over lunch, but. Yeah, it didn't
4: take him long. And uh, I think most people suspected that that meant it was going to be a guilty verdict. Seemed to me by looking at his face because they had the cameras trained on his face. Old man Murdoch seemed to me by looking at his face that he knew that that's what was coming. He's a lawyer. He's been in a lot of courtrooms. I think he knew a Mm -hmm. quick decision would be because it's hard to imagine a quick decision the other other way. It's hard hard to imagine how that would play out unless all 12 of you are like, oh, yeah, there's no way he's guilty. No, me neither. All of us. I think
3: everybody in the courtroom would have a sense that the prosecution had really messed up in order to think, oh, good, a quick jury. And and that wasn't the impression anybody had.
4: Well, let's hear uh, one of the key minutes in the closing arguments from the prosecution.
5: And he says there in that last interview of Mr. H- the call in interview, Mr. Hartfutney <coughs> and Mr. Griffin, what you got in there, Ryan? R- Ryan, I'm sorry, I lied about everything. I was under a lot of pressure, had a lot going on. Really, your wife and your son were murdered three months ago, and now here, This is the real Alex. Well, my world's coming down. My world. Alex's world is coming down. Been confronted by his law partners. Losing his job. Now it's me. My world's being affected. Not about that, but now. And I'm sorry I lied. I've lied about everything. Alex, Richard Alexander Murdahl loved. I think he loved Maggie. I think he loved Paul. But you know who he loved more than that? You know he loved more than that. and who he's going to make sure that that life, wanted to make sure that life, he loved Alex. And he exercised his greatest power of choice to make sure that life continued. Try.
4: Alex Thanks. loved Alex. I thought that was a pretty decent point because they got phone conversations and interviews with cops and various different things where he does, he, he talks constantly about how his life, his world is coming apart. His life is coming apart. And, you know, not the focus on the fact that his kid is dead near as much as you think might be the case if you were innocent.
3: Yeah. Yeah, indeed.
4: Um, he's going to spend the rest of his life in jail. So that's appropriate.
3: And if he's somehow resurrected, he gets to spend the rest of that life in jail, too. Uh, right. Because they did it back to back.
2: It's over now. <laughs> Down goes Murdoch.
3: Uh, yeah, in case you weren't listening earlier, that is O.J. Simpson chuckling and commenting on the double murder by a man of his wife and a young man. Okay.
4: O.J. Simpson can't stay quiet on it. Got to weigh in. They did give Alex Murdoch a chance to talk before the sentencing. Mr. Murdoch. Good
5: morning, Your Honor. I'm innocent. I would never hurt my wife, Maggie. And I would never hurt my son, Paw Paw. Thank you, Your Honor. Thank you.
4: (coughs) That whole Paw Paw thing.
2: Anything further? I don't think further
3: comment is necessary, Your Honor. Thank you.
4: And so that was the prosecution saying that?
3: Yeah, I don't think further comment is necessary. No, it turned out it wasn't. We've been commenting for six weeks. I think
2: that's enough.
4: So here's a chance to hear the judge talking to the murderer there with the sentencing going on.
2: Remind me of the expression you uh, gave on the witness stand. Was it tangled?
5: Tangled web,
2: we weave. Uh, uh, you know, oh, what? tangled web, we weave. What did you mean by that? You
5: meant when I lied, I continued to lie.
2: And I said, where will it end? It's already ended for many who have heard you and uh, concluded that it'll never end. But within your own soul, you have to deal with that. And I know you have to see Paul and Maggie during the night times when you're attempting to go to sleep. I'm sure they come and visit you, I'm sure. All day. And every night. I'm sure. And they will continue to do so. And and reflect on the last time they looked you in the eyes. Oof. As you looked the jury in the eyes. Wow.
4: That is something. I don't know if you can get to that guy. I don't know if it's possible to get to him.
3: He's Who knows what sort of you know abnormal psychology is going on in his crazy formerly pill addicted head.
4: Right, I, can't I was imagine. I always focus on the he killed his own kid because I have no idea what his relationship with with his, was 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 his wife spouse on spouse things are n- not nearly as uncommon as killing your own kid. I mean we're biologically designed to do the opposite. Right. And yeah. so who knows what's going on in his head? I don't know if the judge thinks or is hoping to be able to get to him, make him feel miserable or what. I don't know. I don't know. What is the judge's role there? Whatever the hell they want to do, right? To represent the people. They're talking to a convicted killer.
3: Yeah, they're explaining why the people are about to administer the punishment they're about to administer. And, yeah, sometimes they take uh, take advantage of that to shame the uh, the perpetrator, the convict which I enjoy. Uh, There have been some great ones through the years. In fact, if there was a TV show like cops, but it would be judges read the riot act to convicts. I would watch that show. Yeah.
4: I was surprised. I don't remember ever seeing this yesterday when the, after the jury came back and the judge said, nice job, all the evidence pointed in one direction and you did the right thing. Just high five. What if they had said not guilty, would he have kept his mouth shut? Or would he have said, whoa, 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 what are you morons? Did you watch the same trial as me? (laughs)
3: Ah, judges rarely do that to the juries. Yeah. He would have been thinking it, though, apparently. Well, uh, yeah, he'd have been thinking, damn, didn't see that coming. Yeah. Although I watched, um, uh, particularly on Fox,
4: I saw their legal analyst person said, I predicted an acquittal. I'm surprised. I didn't think there was enough. I thought there was enough reasonable doubt to let the guy go. I got to say I was wrong, and I'm surprised, so. Not everybody saw it as a as a slam dunk.
3: Yeah, it's it's so hard unless you saw every minute of testimony. Yeah, um, and then even then you don't get to go in the jury room and hear the dynamics there. So it's so hard to guess on trials like this. Now, uh, one more comment from the judge. I don't know. I, I ran to the bathroom while we were talking about what clips we were going to play. That thing where he talks about him being on pills. Oh yeah, that's a good. Pills. One. That was powerful. After a quick word from our sponsors, the good folks at My Pillow, they're launching the My Pillow 2.0. <clears throat> when the original My Pillow came out, it had everything you could want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, they're using a new technology. The My Pillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original My Pillow, of course but now has brand new exclusive fabric that is made with temperature-regulating thread. What?
4: Temperature-regulating thread? I had my head on this very pillow last night. Not for enough hours, because I'm not fulfilling my New Year's resolution to get more sleep. But I did have my head on the pillow, and I'm digging it. I'm digging it. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the Radio Listeners Special Square to to get this buy one, get one free offer on the MyPillow
3: 2.0. Remember the promo, promo code Getty, G E T T Y again, the, the MyPillow 2.0 buy one, get one free for limited time with the code Getty. It's the softest, smoothest, coolest pillow you'll ever own. The MyPillow 2.0 temperature regulating technology, 100% made in the USA, 10 year warranty, 60 day money back guarantee. One more time, go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener's special square. Get buy one, get one free on the MyPillow 2.0 with the code Getty, G E T T Y.
4: Uh, Before we get back to the judge in the Murdoch trial and him uh, talking about the pill use and that sort of stuff, um, you said something right before the break about the. What did you say? What did you say right before that?
3: Was it inane or No, it uh,
4: made me think about something. So the guilty, what's he thinking? Um, Is he capable of feeling remorse or sadness? Who knows
3: what sort of abnormal psychology is going on? The judge
4: lecturing people.
3: Uh, uh, the, the Rarely saying to a jury, what are you, stupid? I'm <laughs> um, reviewing the whole thing in my mind. They,
4: yeah, I was going to mention again that the Murdoch's grandfather's picture hung in that courtroom. That's how prominent a family they are. They did oh, yeah. remove- In
3: the law. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. not like they were a big mining family or something that grew cotton. No, they were all lawyers and prosecutors.
4: Yeah, and... Uh, they removed that picture, obviously, for the trial. So the... Oh God, I had an important point to point make, I think. Damn it. I, I, can't, I can't remember this. That. Well, maybe I'll think about it while we hear from the judge. Uh, did we figure out which clip that was we heard earlier about the judge talking about the pills and whether or not that was actually you that killed them?
5: Yeah, 43. And i tell you again, I respect this court, but I'm innocent. I would never, under any circumstances, hurt my wife, Maggie. And I would never, under any circumstances,
2: hurt my son, Paul Well, it, and it might not have been you. It, it might have been uh, the, the monster you become when you uh, take 15, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 opioid pills. Maybe you become another person. Um, I, I've seen that before. The the, the person standing before me was not the person who committed the crime, though it's the same individual. Um, We'll leave that at that.
3: I remember when I was first informed, I think I was probably a kid, maybe a teenager, that um, being hammered or on drugs out of your mind is not a defense. And I was a little troubled by that, because although I had not been hammered at that point in my life, I thought, wow, so that person couldn't control themselves because of a chemical or a drug that they willingly took, but they're going to have to take responsibility as if they thought it out carefully. And I thought, wow, that's scary.
4: Yeah, I'm surprised it's still that way, given we were talking about the case earlier, uh, the situation where you know you sue a, a bar for over serving somebody, um, yeah, seems like you're getting into the territory of you're not responsible for what you did. If you're going down that road,
3: well, and 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 I'm not arguing in favor of this. I'm just thinking out loud. If the person who, for instance, killed Mrs. Murdoch and Paul Murdoch will never exist again, unless uh, Alec uh, starts taking fifty pills a day again. Well, then there's no danger to society, really, just in theory. I think the guy's a psychopath, a greed head, a monster, and all sorts of different things. Although separating him from his pill addiction, I mean, that's one thing about addiction and forgiveness and and, and making amends and that sort of thing. But if you end up with people dead, you know... Uh, you can't have people coming into court and saying, "Yeah, yep, yep, I knifed them all, but you know what? I was hammered, drunk, your honor. Yes, I was. Whoo, I was drunk. Yes, sir. Yeah, I was. Wondering, and that's a defense.
4: I was wondering if there's such thing as a blackout with pills. I don't actually know that, and I I didn't see if I apologize if you texted an answer to that and I didn't see it. It's like drinking. You know, you could have a blackout and you could you could have committed those crimes and have no memory of it whatsoever, and you'd be wondering the rest of your life in prison. What was I thinking? Why did I do that? I have no idea. Yeah, what the hell happened? Yeah. Uh, Does that happen with pills or not? I don't know. Oh, and then one other thing. I got to do this fast. Um, It was a six-week trial with three weeks of testimony and like 70 witnesses. Plus, you always have to remember the jurors aren't taking in all the commentary you're taking in on the cable news shows with lawyers pushing you this way or that way. So. You don't know what 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 was completely in their minds. All of the, you didn't see it all, and you weren't um, uh, influenced. They weren't influenced by all these other
3: voices you've been hearing. Right, right, yeah. Speaking for myself, and you know, it's a great point. I saw more commentary than I saw testimony. Sure, and that has an influence
4: on what you think, what I think.
3: Do you remember when we were talking about how many handshakes you were from Hitler? Yes. I think we have a winner.
4: Okay. Wow. Got an old guy who shook hands with Hitler. Uh, Among other things, on the way.
0: Armstrong and Getty.
1: at purdueglobal.edu.
0: The Armstrong and Getty Show. Of
4: all the weird things, somebody posted on Twitter the other day, how many handshakes are you from Hitler? <laughs> I'm not a fan of Hitler. And somebody figured out they were six <clears throat> handshakes away from Hitler. And uh, I think Joe and I are closer because we've shaken hands with Arnold Schwarzenegger, whose dad was a Nazi. So I yes. just think that gets you <laughs> probably four
3: to five handshakes away from Hitler. Careful, Michael, because you know how hot-tempered Arnold can be. <laughs> Stop
5: it. But, <laughs> but I hope you leave enough room for my fist because I'm going to ram it into your stomach. That's
4: what I oh. like. That's one of my favorite quotes of all time. I hope you <laughs> ne- leave enough room for my fist because I'm going to ram it into your stomach.
3: <laughs> Take me a while what? to figure out it- Oh, you're threatening me. <laughs> what the hell
4: does that mean? <laughs>
3: So we got an email yesterday, uh, the idea being it's like six degrees of separation. We shook hands with Arnold, who clearly shook hands with his dad, who may have shaken hands with one of Hitler's generals, who certainly shook hands with Hitler. So that would be five, whatever. Uh, And we got this note from uh, Sandra, who had a friendship with journalist Jessica Mitford. Her sisters, Unity and Diana, both exchanged, I'm guessing, kisses on the cheek with Hitler. So she says, I'm two degrees away from kissing Hitler. Yikes. So that's the clear winner of the Kissing Hitler uh, Derby. But then we got this from Kay in Savannah, Georgia. I just realized I'm four steps from Hitler. My dad was from England, and he shook Prince Charles' hand. And Prince Charles' uncle, King Edward, went to visit Hitler during World War II because he was a Nazi sympathizer. Mm -hmm. So, gah, I'm four handshakes away from Hitler. Yes. (laughs) I I don't think you have to feel bad about it. It's not your fault, Kay. It is not your fault. We do not judge you.
4: No. Um, the more interesting thing is that we're all like six separations from practically everybody on Earth.
3: Well, yeah, that's isn't wasn't that the original premise of Six Degrees of Separation? I think so. There's a Sherpa currently guiding an expedition up Mount Everest. I don't know if they do that this time of year. Who cares? Um, but I am only six degrees of separation from that Sherpa, theoretically. Right. Or at least uh, uh, people having met each other. That's the premise, right? Yeah, well,
4: this this one's handshakes. But yeah, that just know each other. Or is it being yeah, related to them? Or? I think met each other. Can't be related. We're not that inborn.
3: I don't think I have any Sherpa blood in me, but...
4: Um, uh, having shaken hands with Arnold, that gets us to like everyone in Hollywood and everyone in politics. So, that covers a lot of ground, right there. True enough,
3: especially with the Kennedy family. Right? Hell, we're like two handshakes away from JFK. Well, absolutely. Wow! No, yeah, well, that's and, exciting. That's somebody, that you like that? Something to be very proud of. <laughs> Arnold really weighing in this segment, isn't he? Eh. Well, how much time left? So, tonight? if you ever
4: shook hands with Arnold, Maid shook hands with her, you're only one (laughs) further away than we are.
3: You idiot. (laughs) Shaking his hand, among other things. Uh, Let's move (laughs) along quickly. Uh, Speaking of California, California wildfires in one year, cut they erased 16 years of emission cuts. 16 years of work in economic cost to try to put out fewer emissions, which is a fine goal. Were blotted out by a single year of wildfires.
4: Wow. It's interesting. Uh, in a good news situation, and this is not that surprising, the horrifying drought in the western United States pretty much taken care of by this crazy, crazy wet winter. A whole bunch of it taken care of in a lot of areas, though. That's mm-hmm. the way it tends to even out over time.
3: And as that uh, winter snow melts and runs down the mountainsides into the valleys of California, it will not be stored because no water storage has been built in generations. Just wanted to remember, never forget.
4: Um, boy, there's a new poll out that says Yunkin would beat Biden in 24. I haven't seen that poll. Maybe I'll look into that. Interesting. We have a fourth <laughs> hour of the show coming up. If you miss an hour, get the podcast Armstrong and Getty on demand.
3: Got another one of those lists of new words in the dictionary that I thought were interesting. Okay. um, To get to. That's got a nice Friday feel to it. Too many words. You add a word, you got to
4: throw one out, in my opinion. I'm in favor of that. Get rid of words nobody uses anymore. Anti-room. That can go. Nobody says that anymore.
2: (laughs) Armstrong and Getty. information.